You logged on to DRM One, the United DRM One United. This is the fresh. No, don't go. You <laughs> take two. <laughs> take two. We are live, people. There is no take two in radio. <laughs> Welcome to DRM One United. This is Soundbites, and as always, we have Peter. How are you, Peter? I'm very well, thank you, Russell. Yourself? I need to stop. Popping my microphone. Popping your microphone. <laughs> We've been playing with popping sounds, unfortunately. Well, that's going to be a big pop. I know. We're going to have to get one of those like stockings or something. <laughs> uh, so you would, if people have listened to uh, a few of our episodes, like uh, Working and... Nine to Five. Nine to Five, that one. Uh, that's been updated. So yes. it does not have a bug in it. <laughs> I yeah, don't know yeah, what We fixed there. that, yeah. Uh, we fixed the Olympic one, part one. Be yeah. The pop, 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 popping. And and the, the volume level was just really high, was, but we fixed all that. Well, we like volume li- loud <laughs> because then the person next to you will hear it. Yeah. So you might go deaf during our yeah. show, but <laughs> yeah, always always start the shows with the volume down and then slowly put them up just in case. <laughs> Welcome to. Have you been ear tested? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> okay, today we are talking. Tonight we are talking about toys again. This is a part two of our two-part toy series. And if you are wondering live, where can you catch the part one? It hasn't been released yet because the Olympics happened or are yeah. happening. Yeah, so we, we we got sidetracked following the Olympics, but uh, we're back on track now. You know, this is the problem with us. We always go to the side road and take <laughs> a take a detour somewhere. What is it? Merrily forward rather than straight <laughs> well that's why we're on united okay let's get into it because in 1903 which i'm just gonna jump straight I in just, speaking just straight in <laughs> i'm just jumping straight in let's go to, let's let's take a look down at that down the rabbit hole back in oh, 1903 back, back in 1903 where crayola crowns uh were introduced now these were drawing crowns for people who don't know what they are um but crowns should have been quite obvious Hmm. Um, now, tell us more, Peter. About crayons? <laughs> About crowns. <laughs> well, I can't really tell you much more. I mean, they were, uh, Crayola was developed by uh, Binney and Smith back in 1903. And since then, more than 200 distinctive colours have been produced in a wide variety of assortments. So it's, and, and, it's, and it's been a staple. And it's tr- still out there today. It's still a big seller. And children love to eat them. I think they're non-toxic. I don't know why people like to eat them, but there are oh, people... But kids like to put things in their mouths. And in their nose. And their and nose and their ears. Yep. And all over their all faces. <laughs> and they, you, know. you know something that they also seem to have a thing about putting in their mouth? Tinker toys. <laughs> I was going to say Tonka trucks, but that's true too. Yeah, but no Tinker toys. Yeah, so that and and we we got the first um, Tinker toys out in 1914. I actually don't know too much about Tinker toys. So I think they're more of an American thing than an Australian thing. Honestly, it's blank on my screen, yeah, I know. so I don't know. Much. I know. The thing, when I was doing all this research, because so, you know, you start off and you have these ideas and you think, oh, this should be a really good topic, and then when you look into it, and there's just swathes and volumes of different information so you sort of try and capture it all and then when you go back well, and you realize you might have missed one or two now okay this is going to be really really because i'm just literally going to read off of uh, wikipedia here so the tinker toy construction set is a toy construction set for children it was created in 1914 six years after the frank hornby's um meccano set which we covered in the first part um, one who so by charles h Paju or Paji, I sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. It's P A J E A U, who formed the Toy Tinker Company in Everston, Illinois, to manufacture them. 
Um, now, Charles, I'm not going to say his last name because it's easier to say his first name. So, Charles, a store, ma- uh, sorry, a stonemason, designed the toys after seeing children play with sticks and empty spools of thread. So, yeah, I think that. I think the reason why, actually, I was probably going to delete this one because I thought it was too close to Meccano anyway. Well, actually, this is interesting because it's, he, he came up with the idea because kids were playing with, as he said, or as the article says, what does say? Sticks and empty threads, spools, spools of thread. So, actually. I wonder if he meant like tinkering, tinker toys, tinkering. Maybe. I'm looking at one of the pictures here from the very first one, and I'm, I don't know you can't see that, so now you can. Oh, it, yeah, it looks so like a Pringles pot container. It probably is. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's just go and get some Pringles. Okay, so that, look, Meccano, you had some competition. I Maybe. think I would have preferred Meccano. Well, yeah, let's yeah, be honest. I think Meccano was able, you were able to make much more complicated things. So there you go. I do do some research live. Yes. In 1915, Raggedy Ann dolls were hit the market. Raggedy Ann is a character uh, created by American writer Johnny Gray. Gray. Okay. So people make it easier names for me. Uh, in 1880 to 1938, that appeared in a series of books he wrote and illustrated for young children. That's uh, I, 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 they're worth a fortune these days. Yeah, the old Raggedy Ann dolls aren't, and I think they're still being made as well. Probably a, most a, likely a stylized version, but they have uh, changed over the years. But then following that, last time we spoke about Pez dispensers, and in 1935, the introduction of Monopoly. But in 1938, Scrabble came onto the scene. Oh, that's not on my screen. I got no. no. I know. I told you. I've made some oh, updates. Yeah, I made did, some updates. I updated. did send them through. I did send them through. You <laughs> just don't the want other shit. Okay. I know. You just don't want to. Read, don't want to read them. I can't have two screens open at once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, Scrabble, the worst, so, the worst game ever because I can't spell. Well, that might actually work to your advantage. <laughs> if you if you're playing with other people who can't spell, then you just put lots of letters on and say it means something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so what dictionary does Scrabble go after? Well, it, it is um, – well, it depends dictionary. on the rules. It de- yeah, there is a Scrabble uh, dictionary, but some people say as long as it's the word you're presenting can be found in any dictionary. Or, oh, so and I some people then say English. You know, Italian words, well, you know, Spain. It could be. Then some people argue that it should be something that is frequently used. So mm-hmm. I think everyone makes up their own rules as to what, what is acceptable. But what's, what's but in the competitions, I think they have set dictionaries. So what's the most um, uh, the not as uh, I, I put Scrabble and it said cheat. <laughs> that, that's your search engine that right there. The Scrabble le- letter values. Um, what is the most highest score that you can get with a letter? Now, I'm glad you asked that because I thought you would. So, and I'm going to try and pronounce this oxyfentobutazone, oh, which okay. is an on steroid or anti inflammatory d- drug. So, oxyfentobutazone. Okay, I was actually speaking about a single letter, but. Um, oh, isn't it Q? No, it is according to the screenshot I have here. Uh, the following letters have 10. Q, Z, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> well, quite a comprehensive <laughs> list. Yes. <laughs> so, I don't play Scrabble, but yes. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. It's just not one it's of the games it. that appeal to it's me. It's just not gay enough, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, they need to make like rainbow-coloured blocks or something like that. But you Pride know, if you... If you is coming out. Is there? I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm sure oh, there would be. You lie. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to go Pride 
edition. No. Of so anyway, Scrabble. while you're doing that, yep. um, Scrabble got the, its big break in 1952 when Jack Strauss, who was the president of Macy's, played the game upon on one of his vacations. But upon returning, he was surprised to find that that his store didn't stock. Scrabble. Oh. So he put in a huge order for it, and after that, within a year, it was the board game that everyone had to have. So I'll give you a, a little thing here. If you are looking for a Scrabble game, be prepared to to one have it no longer be available. But they actually had the retro edition uh, go on sale, and it was retailing for sixty nine dollars ninety five. Uh, that would be in Australia dollars too. Uh, but unfortunately. Can't get it no more. It's all sold out. Oh well. So there you You'll go. just have to but suffer through the, the original one. Very, very colourful. <laughs> pink, <laughs> pink, pink. Oh, that's a lot of pink. It is very pinky. Okay. It's like pink eye. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. In 1939, we got the first Viewmasters. Do you remember those? Did you ever use those as is a kid? Is that the thing that had the thing? Of, yeah, you know, the little circle with the yeah, with the blue pictures. pictures. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing with the thing with the thing. Yeah, it had lots of things in it. Yeah, so, absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that wasn't my favourite one. That We're talking about toys that you can look through and change, do like see pictures and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what it's called, um, but it's the one where they, you look through and it's all different shapes. And oh, a kaleidoscope. Can, yeah, that's the one. I knew it was something yeah, like that. But yeah. yeah, that was my favourite one. That one was your favourite yep. one? Oh, what I was fascinated with the Viewmaster was... When I used to look at the the pictures, and I was always quite fascinated by the fact that they were in three D. Really? Yeah, yeah. They you had. They had. Rack out how they did that? Well, I was a kid at the time, but you know, it's just a bunch of mirrors. There's no mirrors. It's it's actually t- anyway. <laughs> Four <laughs> years after the advent of chroma, Crotochrome color film, yes. we saw that the um, Viewmasters hit the shelves. So it was awesome. very very popular, and I used to love them. Black and white ones are good though. Of the Viewmaster. Viewmaster. I'm sure there would have to be some black and white ones. I think you're thinking of that those old um, <laughs> things that you look into and you turn the handle. No, no, and no. That's, that's too high tech for us kids at the time. <laughs> Was it? Okay. <laughs> but in the 1940s, a more uh, affordable way to fly came around. It was, sorry, I had to think on my feet then. It was affordable plastic model planes. Yeah, Yay! So, so that concept of, you know, pulling out these flat sheets of plastic that had yeah, the pieces in it, you twist them off and then glue them all together. You know what I thought? That, 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 that because you left the gap there for the name, I was like going, oh, they must have come out with a plastic edition of the oh. Viewmaster. Yeah, no, because it was just model planes. I should have just put model planes That's in okay. there. That's okay. Anyway, what one was the very first type of model plane? Plastic. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, was it a no, I know what you're asking. I have no idea which model airplane it was. It was probably the Spitfire. Or, it you know, it, it would have been one of the World ones one. that was, yeah, just after World War Two. Yeah. Uh, one of the ones that was famous in World War Two, which is the Spitfire. Now, Barbie would have had a field day with the next one because Army <laughs> Men came out in 1942. Yeah. Uh, so, the bucket the, of Army Men, you could... The green ones with the... La- yeah. with, you know what I didn't like about those is they had the foot... The, instead of just two single feet, oh, they, were they had that... that, that that ledge kind of thing. Yeah, like that plastic surfboardy thing yeah. that they were all sort of standing Surfboarding on. Surfboarding army yeah. men. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. next. I always used to worry that they weren't able to walk properly. I know, they, were, they, they, they had to jump everywhere. Yeah. Even in Toy Story, they had to jump everywhere, yeah, they had remember? to sort of shuffle and jump and all that sort of stuff. Okay. 1943, we had Silly Putty. It bounces and it breaks when you give it a... Sh- but it won't break when you give it a sharp blow. Um, <laughs> but it can flow like a liquid. And, and, a sharp blow. What do you, please explain this. This because uh, I, I haven't smash it with your fist. Oh, okay. So when you, okay, well, I would have said when you tear it apart, it doesn't break. 
Because they did break. Silly putty. Yes, I'm sure they're broke. Sure, there's kids always break things. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, of course, that's what they do. And they rip apart. Yeah. So that's not where my my nephews uh, and his wife were having a baby. My brother said to them, "Sell everything that is valuable or important to you, because once the kids come, they wreck everything." And uh, they absolutely do. So, uh, how also d- in 1943. How do you break s- uh, silly putty, as you call it? Pour go gone or WD forty. Onto the area affected with silly putty, apply enough goo gone or WD forty and completely cover the affected area. Wait five minutes for the goo gone or WD forty to completely have its effect. Be patient because <laughs> that's so. It. If your favourite frock, dress, gown, jacket is ruined by silly putty, you know how to remove now it now. Know, go and get yourself a. Pack of Goo Gone or, or, WD-40. or WD-40, which is probably more yeah, handy. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone should have that. Now, in 1943 as well, we had the Slinky. Now, this the is slinky. this has been an icon of toys. Absolutely. And, and I don't just mean toys. I mean TV, movies. We have yeah. the Slinky Dog in Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a, a YouTube series called Stories of a Slinky, where basically a Slinky just goes down a bunch of stairs. Yeah. Uh, so slinkies have been a part of history since 1943, but surely there was something similar to a slinky before then. If there was, I'm not aware of it. A spring. <laughs> well, springs <laughs> springs don't have that sort of. Well, they can keep rolling and rolling. Roll. Well, they could roll, but they 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 sort of they have uh, quite a lot more now tensile spring to them. It is interesting if a slinkies if stretched end to end, the slinky toys sold since 1945 would wrap around the world 160 126 times. That's a lot. Now I will say this: what part of the world would it be wrapped around the center or around like? Are we talking about the whole mass? Let's let's assume the um the equator. Okay, so <laughs> we just want to double check that one. What I'd like to know is if you let it, it go, go what? would it would it sort of like flip around and around and around until uh, it all one thousand two hundred and sixty times around the Earth? Can you imagine? Might, what a way to travel! Might go to Mars. Oh, okay, like now in nineteen forty-five we had. The drinking, the drinking bird. bird. Now, this is a gang. Uh, one of those things that kids could not... I could not get get enough of it because it was just like... Boop, 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 boop. But yeah, anyway. It pop, kept popping its head into the water and... It just loved to suffocate itself with water. I was thirsty. <laughs> okay. I was thirsty. <laughs> I'll go it suffocating with water. Okay, next one because we don't... want We, we, we want to keep going. Uh, we, we had Lego. In now, 1949. Lego is always a good one to have. Yeah. And, you know, translated it means play well. Uh, and the very first uh, Lego was made out of wood and then eventually plastic. Well, you do realise it, it, it had lots and lots of people fighting with it, right? The amount of people that yelled and and parents had fits and kids have fits because, Mommy stole my Lego. <laughs> or, Johnny didn't put the or, Lego away, I or, stole it. Or the nightmare of everyone which is standing on Lego. Yes, well, that's what I'm... Yes, absolutely. So... Are you a fan of Lego? <sighs> Some people are really crazy for it. I don't mind Lego if it's not near me. So you, you're sort of an observer of Lego. I would... Uh, don't get me a set and tell me to put it together because it ain't going to be put together. Okay. So you, do you I'll, prefer I'll, to I'll, see I'll, it after when somebody's put it together? I prefer to destroy it. Oh, you like to pull I, it apart. Yeah. No, no, not pull it apart. 
I mean, destroy it. Wow. Get a hammer, get a baseball bat, smash it to pieces. Okay, you might need to speak to somebody about that. Uh, in it's great therapy. And in fact, in 1950, the Magic 8-Ball came out. So you could probably ask the Magic 8-Ball. Oh, I did a lot, long time. <laughs> I said, will I be a superstar? And it said, no. Well, <laughs> and then I, then I asked the question again. And it said, maybe. And then I asked it again. And it said, no. So yeah, I, I think you should have given up on maybe. <laughs> 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 Don't test the powers of the magic ball. But <laughs> then I said, "Will I be famous?" And I said, "Yes." <laughs> Just don't know. So what when for. do you think that'll happen? <laughs> do, will, that, will that happen anytime soon, or, or in the distant future? <laughs> it might have already happened. And I just missed the spot. <laughs> Yeah, well... I missed the spotlight, that's what it was. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Oh, my goodness. In 1952, Mr. Potato Head. And everyone used to rip his head off and his arms. Well, it was the first toy that was advertised on television, but... Wasn't it actually very... And I, please correct me if I'm wrong, but for some reason I've got a picture of in my head of... They sold the head, the arms, the legs, but not the body because you put it on a potato. That's right. That's exactly right. So what used to happen was, is you bought all the bits and pieces, but the uh, the instructions on the box was that you had to provide your own potato, or get this, any other fruit or vegetable. Oh, so it was actually Mr. Banana Head. It could have been anything. Okay, Mr. Watermelon. Imagine, can you imagine how silly that massive watermelon would look? With I the know. tiny little hat and little moustache. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. So, yeah, but dear old Mr. Potato Head, so back back then. Awesome. Potatoes not included. Well, sometimes. <laughs> um, in 1952, Matchbox cars hit the market. Now, yeah. these are like the ones that are worth a mint now. Some of them are up to $500,000, if not more, uh, just for the original Matchbox cars. Now, these were the first cars that could actually move their wheels. It was very exciting. Uh, now, do you consider yourself to be a Matchbox fan or a Hot Wheels fan? Oh, God, I wish I could say neither. That's the spirit. No. <laughs> <laughs> the reason, okay, so I don't really collect cars. No, I don't really collect and cars And I will either. say this, I would most probably be more of a Matchbox person from the point of view as I think Hot Wheels came later. It did come later. And realistically, you want the original. So... <laughs> It's like it's like you you want the original. Anything. See, I I'm not a big fan of toy car. I'd rather have cars. Oh no, totally. Yeah, I totally if I agree could afford to, I would have hundreds of cars. Yes, I, I'm a bit of a a bit of a motorhead. I love cars. I love doing stuff with cars. I love fixing cars. Oh, so you're the one that lost their license. I never lost my license. Haven't you? How dare you imply <laughs> that I'm reckless on the road? <laughs> well, that's why the Panama Motorplex is there on Wednesday night, so you can do burnouts. <laughs> And test your car and get it no, checked I, by the police. I get police. all possessive. I wouldn't take my car. I'd get all possessive about it. I wouldn't want to hear it being revved uh, out. Well, I, I think you should. Um, <laughs> now, uh, moving on from cars for a second. Now, I don't know why any parent would want this in their house. But in 1956, Ant Farm came around. Yeah, now, I know. I always thought that this, was bizarre. Well, no, but actually, it's not the worst thing I... You know what? The, I, I don't know what they're called, but they're sea something, sea... The sea monkeys. Sea monkeys, that's it. Which weren't actually monkeys and they didn't live in salt water. <laughs> they were mosquito larvae. Were they? Yeah, and they were terrible. Sorry, I you're to trying get, to get drank. No, no, no. I, I, I was so disappointed because I, I, as a kid, you used to see the adverts and the back of magazines and stuff of these sea monkeys and they were sort of like living in their little sea monkey village. And yeah, you could buy everything. Yeah, and they had like little hats and they used to stand around in their little family groups and stuff like that. So, uh, being incredibly naive, 
I believed that's what they were. And yeah. then, you know, when eventually I did, I think on television, someone said, these are my sea monkeys and they're just these little larvae just sort of like swinging around. What happens when they hatch? They bite you because they're mosquitoes. Oh, they... <laughs> well, only the female. Only female mosquitoes bite. Really? Yeah, the males so, don't. So that's how they spread corona. Is <laughs> that's how they what? Spread corona through sea monkeys. No. Mosquitoes don't spread corona. <laughs> oh, come on. Let's make that that one. Okay, but they, anyway. They spread malaria. Fun, let's, let's be honest. And off. actually, fun fact, it's not actually a fun, it's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a disturbing fact. fact, is the mosquitoes are the largest killer of human beings by the spreading of disease. I would have thought corona beat that one by now. No. Okay. Mosquitoes. Let's move on, on to the, back onto the topic with ant farms. What type of ants were they? I think anything that you could find. I wouldn't want to get fire ants or anything like that. <laughs> Maybe I don't know would. if they came with ants. You'd have to sort of go out and they, harvest no, them I yourself. No, I think they came with ants. I don't think on, so. I think all you got was like the two flat planes of glass and and then you sort of like threw ants in there somehow. Well, let me just I'm, – I'm just Googling because um, for some reason things I want. Uh, oh, no, it does come kits. with ants, complete with live ants. Yes, so science – ant colony science kit for fourteen ninety five. You can buy your own ant kit. Uh, live ants – Inside this horrible thing. Now, how, how well, long would they live in in those? Sort of, uh, how, how would you package them up? Well, actually, I don't want to. Know. Hang on, let's let's just see what the lifespan of them are because that's actually a really good uh, lifespan. So, according to this, mo- most people can keep store workers in their ant farm kits, and in this case, they can only live for up to six months. And if you're lucky, then up to a year. It's because they cannot reproduce by themselves and without new eggs to, uh, you know, compensate the dead ones, uh, the population continues to dec- uh, to decrease as time goes by. So good money to be in if you're making ant farms to only put males in there. But surely they put a female in there once in a while. I don't like the idea of this. Don't you? Do you no. think it's cruel to animals? Well, I just don't think it's necessary. I think it's uh, it's I think it teaches kids a lot, like don't let them out, especially <laughs> when you're asleep. <laughs> don't don't um teaches them how to tunnel. You never know when tunneling will be good. Definitely if you're in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with our border situation at the moment, you might as well start digging too. Do you know how far you would have to dig to get past one of those things? No, seriously, uh, I, I don't think it's necessary. Now, I think if you want to teach your children about how to ants dig. or any other insects, uh, there's lots of other places you could go to do that. Where? I don't know, actually. <laughs> okay. Well, Does the museum uh, have something? Maybe we should ask ants. the peer. We Maybe we oh, should. But, yeah. Well, if you want to learn about dinosaurs, they have that in Perth Museum. You know, that new museum is fantastic. I haven't been there. Have you? I have. Okay. I went there with my brother and, and uh, his his daughters, my nieces. And which one? And we did, had a great time. What did you prefer? The ants? Sorry. The ants? <laughs> the, sorry. To what did you prefer? The old building or the new building? Because you've been to both, I take it. Because I'm a sucker for the old one. Oh, you you mean... The building. Before like, they before did... Before they did the Renaults. Because I understand why they did the Renaults. Yeah. But I don't I... actually think they... Yes, you improved on it. Yes, I will give you that. But they lost a lot of heritage there. Like, well, yes, they kept the church or whatever it was. There's just and they kept the little bookstore that that shop that used to be out the back. Um, so they really showcased that off now. Yeah, I just feel like they've missed something. I feel like they've they've kind of like a piece of history is gone. Well, I think the um the, there's there's the really really old part. Yes, which they had to keep, which, which is near the court hotel. Um, and the I believe it used to be a church. It could have been. Who knows? Um, 
And then there was the one that was built in, I think, the 50s or the 60s. Yes. Uh, which is what they've taken down and which, replaced. Yes, and that was joined. Yeah, so... Um, but the, uh, yeah, I, I used to really enjoy the old building. Uh, I remember going in there when it was mainly the artworks and then... Yep. Then at certain, uh, one of the floors had all the stuffed animals um, yes. as well. But actually, I think the new one, yeah, I think it sort of incorporates a bit of both. Uh, I'm just trying to remember now. I do remember going up quite high. Um, yes. So I think there was They've a, added some more levels. Yeah, there was quite a few more levels to it, which I, I did appreciate. The only thing I probably thought could have been done different, differently was where the, you know, where the skeleton of the blue whale is. Or was. Or was. Yes. So I thought it was... In the old building, we were closer to it. Yes. Whereas in the new building, it seemed just a bit too distant. But I think they did that on purpose. Yeah, I'm probably... Because, yeah. I, because I believe that... One, and this was... Uh, don't quote me on this one, and someone please fact check us. But I believe that during the renovations, they had some things happen to some of their old... Oh, really? Okay. Old um, works. Yeah, yeah. And some of them got damaged. Oh, so that's a shame. Uh, some of them may not be what they used to be. Oh. Maybe the blue red whale was one of them. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, I th- I, I always just remember that being like the. Um, we rent a lot of our museum stuff anyway. We we have it on hire, or we and actually this was a side topic for a second. We should really do a topic about this because Parliament House in in the Canberra. If you're the PM or if you work in the Parliament, you get to choose what pictures you want from the National Art Gallery to hang up on your wall. Oh, okay. So we should do a bit, we should actually talk about the National Art Gallery one day. That would be good. I'd okay. like to actually go there one day. So would I, but not <laughs> soon. Let's so keep, now, now that we've, we, now we don't we, like ants, ant farms, or I don't like them. But we do like the National Art Gallery, so we go do like check the it National out. Art Gallery. Don't ask us how we got to there. But we're going to get back onto Play-Doh, which came out in 1956. Uh, that's what I want on my wall. Well, and especially if you've got wallpaper, because it came out... What? As a wallpaper cleaner. Originally, Play-Doh, really? yeah, Play-Doh entered the market as a wallpaper cleaner. Well done. Um, because of the fact that it was non-toxic, non-staining and reusable. But I thought Play-Doh was toxic at one stage. I thought there was a, maybe there was a brand no, that... No, that you, you can eat it to your heart's content. Don't go eating it. Don't, don't, don't eat it. <laughs> it's not, I don't think there's much nutritional value in it. Don't eat it. But if you did accidentally eat it... Uh, after one night of drinking too much. I will say this uh, from verywellfamily.com about raising kids and activities. They say that while, um, although it's not meant to be eaten, most versions of Play-Doh are non-toxic and should not be harmful in small quantities. Yeah, I don't think you so should be... don't consume yeah, them don't as you your lunch. It, yeah, it's part of the five major food groups. <laughs> now, we talked about Tinker Toys before, but in 1957... Tonka trucks came. Tonka trucks. Who doesn't like a now, Tonka were these truck? The, these were the big ones, weren't they? Yeah, these were the big yellow ones. And yeah, yeah, I had one yeah, of these, and you yeah. know what happened? I was pushing it. It slipped, and I head hit the. F- oh, you head butted it. I hit the bucket. Oh. I've always gone down on the bucket. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. So do you have like the little Tonka truck emblem no. imprint, imprint, imprinted into your skull? Uh, you know what I'm finding that you don't have on this list, and maybe you do because with such long list. Those remote cars that you used to get for your birthday that you oh, jump yeah, the in, remote. that oh. you jump in and you drive it yourself. Well, you obviously had a better childhood than I did. I never had one of those. I things. don't know what they're called though. It's like remote control car, but yeah, you're my in family them. they're called delusions. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, my 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 biological dad gave, uh, brought it for me, and oh, we that's weren't good. we weren't allowed to take it back to the foster home. Oh. It was it and and I can honestly tell you, next week it was gone. 
I don't oh. know actually where it went. I must have oh. hocked it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but at least you got to enjoy it for one week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, let's uh, talk about 1958 skateboards. skateboards yeah. Now, this has been controversial if the last week because if if you're listening to this live, uh, you know that the they-them skateboarding fiasco in Tokyo 2020 has happened. The women's skateboarding uh, competition had a person that goes by the pronouns they, them. Yeah. And the BBC commentators kept referring to them as she. Oh, that's not very good. No, it's not for BBC. So no, that's what I mean. It's, you know, if, they've, if they've requested that they be But they, she was them, in the woman's sport. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if she's made that request. No, look, uh, good on her for representing they, thems. Yeah. Um, but I, I did say live on radio that maybe the, the skate company, I did Google one, could have made her a proper skateboard that had they on one side and them on the other side. So when she did her kick flips, it was actually... Oh, there you go. So they, they'd be able to be reminded. Yes. Yeah. Like, I had... Like, really, like, I know you're not meant to be political and that could be seen as political, but personally, look, you're, you're, you've already, with chalk, put it on your skateboard. Yeah. Just give her the proper yeah. artwork. Like, yeah. someone will do that now, I bet you. I think so, And yeah. I won't get any credit for it. Well... Anyway. Maybe if you were famous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go over to 1959. The now, Barbie doll came out, setting a new standard of beauty for I young girls everywhere. I'm actually surprised that you did not correct me. About what? Because of when we're talking about army tw- boy, army men. I said, oh, Barbie would have been happy. <laughs> but Barbie wasn't out back then. <laughs> no, she wasn't. She was in the making. <laughs> Plus, boys to always come first. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I guess. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, I love how you said, are you serious with that? With that? <laughs> and, hey, it's controversial, I know. But being the dolls, like, okay, yes, they had the, um, let's go back up so I can quickly get this correct. They had the Raggedy Ant, uh, Ant doll, not Raggedy Ant, Raggedy Ant doll in 1950. And Army Boys did come out in 1942. So, but... But when you go back, there was also other dolls. You know, the female doll. You yeah, know, we went to the f- the female figurine back in the fifteen hundreds. Yeah, but the, the, but we're talking about modern do- modern toys now, All and right. in the modern toys, in men the seventeen nineties, there was this female doll, and then the eighteen twenties, there was the talking doll. <laughs> Surely, and then the eighteen forties, we had the stuffed bear. Hey, hey, hey! I was right for a second, and then I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Okay, fine. The girls come first. Boys get nothing. No, they got plenty of stuff. What? What's the first boy do- doll before the girls? The first boy. They got kites. <laughs> they got in, kites. Okay. Back, back in nine <laughs> nine thousand five hundred BCE. Um, oh. No, they had marble. Oh, I don't know if they really had marbles. We had the bronze toy horse with wheels in the thirteen hundred BCE. Unless it's male, I don't want to know about it. Okay, let's move back to Barbie doll for a second because that is we are getting off topic. But dear old but Barbie. Barbie has been an important part of the toy fashion doll market for over 50 years, created by businesswoman Ruth Handler to show little girls that they could, could that they could be anything they want to be, that women has choices. Her full name was Barbie, Barbara Millicent. Millicent Robert. Well, I do have to disagree with Barbie for a second. About or what? with Ruth Handler for a second. Why is that? Because it, was, it, it took decades for Barbie to have different skin tones. So Barbie couldn't do everything because Barbie wasn't everything. Do you think she was trying to say something like 
they could be anything they wanted but really as long as they were gorgeous. Yes, because <laughs> let's be honest, they were stick figures. Where's the... the you the know, if you, if you blew one up to actual human size... It would be horrible. Uh, yeah, they couldn't live. No, but where's the, um, the, the, the pregnant Barbie? That has happened now. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Roseanne said once. Do you remember Roseanne Arnold? I do. Um, or Barr, I think her name is now, Roseanne Barr. She goes, where's the, where's the barefoot pregnant? Yes. <laughs> where's, the, where's the larger... Unemployed Barbie. <laughs> where's, where's the voluptuous Barbie? I think they called them Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> <laughs> it came out in the 80s. Okay, let's go. Uh, we have literally only got 20 minutes left and we haven't taken an ad break. Um, we haven't. Which we're not going to get through this list again. No. Should we skip a few and, and like, I just want to go to G.I. Joe's. Like, I know that the game of life and actually, no, let's, yeah, so, do, hang on. So let's do Etchy Sketch because Hula Hoops came out in 1955. Sorry, 1959. Yeah. In 1960, Etch a Sketch. We had the etch a sketch and it went on to sell 600,000 These, 600, are, the, these are the ones that had the two yes. knobs yes. Uh, on either side. Yeah. And yeah. people made brilliant art yeah. out of it. You can actually go and still watch it on YouTube. Yeah, and it, all, all those two little knobs did was control the tiny little magnet that moved little ferrous it's oxide. Made, uh, but unfortunately, it broke easily too. Yeah, no, and you didn't want to sort of crack them open. Why not? It's oh, because all those little... Mercury? No, no, it wasn't mercury. It was little iron filings. Oh, really? Yeah. Would they boys deadly? No, no, you just, they just got everywhere. I'm sure they're deadly too. Well, um, I suppose if you if you swallow them, if you ate them all, yeah. I'm sure there's a warning saying you can't eat them. Well, you shouldn't just put anything in your mouth that you get. Your I hands did when on. I was a kid. Yeah, well, didn't you? That explains a lot. Anyway, so in. <laughs> 1963, we had the Easy Bake uh, Oven, which... Hang on, uh, we missed the game of life. No, because it's boring. Hang <laughs> do not knock the game of life. I love Did the game of life. Did you love it? Okay. I did. What was your favourite part about it? Well, the new one, not the old one, but the new the new one that I play now is where you get to go to college and you get to go to work. Oh. So you actually choose where you go and it's actually a game of life where actually you pay mortgages and you buy houses and everything. Wow. And then at the end of it, it's you calculate... Basically, how much money you have earned, lost, uh, studied, all that kind of stuff. How many kids you've had. How many wives you've had. How many divorces you've had. And then you win or lose. And is that a game? It's called Games of Life. It's honestly, it's called Games of Life. And it's on the Xbox. It should be called Major Cause of Depression. By the sounds of things. <laughs> so, And you can now be gay on it too. Uh, so, well, why not? <laughs> But yeah. Why not? Whilst you're worried about how much money you're losing in your mortgage and... And the gays can have kids. How forward-thinking that that is. It was actually more forward-thinking than you think because it was actually out... That edition was out before it became legal to do. So it was very forward-thinking. Well, it was very forward-thinking if that's so, the Anyway, let's move on. I'm sure that's not the game of life you were talking about. No, well, you know, no, you know as well as... And, and as detailed as your description was... None of it made me want to go out and buy it. In fact, really? in fact, I spend most of my time avoiding thinking about the game of life. <laughs> you actually are living the game of yeah, life. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> How many divorces have you had? <laughs> well, <laughs> Too many. Well, actually, no, none. Um, oh, I've had three. Just not with why women. Why stop there? Got <laughs> <laughs> it with men. The sky's <laughs> the limit. <laughs> yes, I'm not. I don't did, want. did the magic eight ball predict those? I did say when am I going to have a wife, and it said no. <laughs> oh, what was it? Was very pretty on the money there. Was pretty pretty good at sometimes. <laughs> oh yes, you should make all your decisions based on the magic eight ball. <laughs> that is not legal advice, and we mean no. that in entertainment purposes only. <laughs> yes, 
please put down that game of eight ball. <laughs> game of eight ball, the magic eight no, ball. No, yeah. Well, if you're playing the game of life and you're relying on the game, uh, the magic eight ball to make all your life decisions, there could be a reason <laughs> why you're living in a cardboard box. Oh my goodness! This is the most probably the funnest episode I've had. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So, okay. So, imagine this. You're sitting there with your magic eight ball. You're yeah. playing the game of life and you're heating your dinner up in an easy bake oven. Actually, no joke. There is now an oven for kids. Wondering why you don't look like Barbie. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, there is now an oven for kids that actually cooks. The little easy bake oven used to cook too. Did it? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So It had two 100-watt incandescent light bulbs in it. So did, it, did it actually cook? So it could burn and blind you. Oh, okay, good. How's um, that? How many kids got burnt by it? Let's be honest. Well, I don't know. And really, 100 watts... That was 1963. Kids were a bit smarter back then. We used to give them chemical sets uh, and all sorts of stuff. 100 watts of incandescent light bulbs is not that powerful. No, but if you have a your food close to it, it can... So what are we saying? They had to cook, like... Well, you wouldn't be able to do your Sunday roast. Well, that dopes. What? Dope. Bread dough. Oh, dough. Dough. What do you think I was saying? I don't know. That's why oh, I sort okay. of had that quizzical look of, you know, the test pattern. And dough, oh, yeah, me, <laughs> so far, tea. What, what was it that? That little downloading <laughs> symbol on my face was just sort of spinning around as I'm trying to figure out which language you're talking about. You no, know, sometimes we have to do what the dough. What score on Scrabble you would have got with that word? <laughs> what, dough? dough? Depends on how I spelt it. Well, if you use a lot of Qs and Zs. I know. A lot. <laughs> know. You just say that they're silent. Um, 1965, we saw G.I. Joe. Okay. Did you have a G.I. Joe? I did not have a G.I. Joe. No, neither did I. I had a Barbie. <laughs> neither did I. <laughs> you didn't have a Barbie? No, I didn't have any of those things. I had a Ken, I had a Ken doll. When did Ken doll come out? Well, probably soon after Barbie. I don't think he did. No, I don't know. Well, while we go on to the next one, I'll find out when. All right, when. you do that. Then the game of Operation Camera, you know the little one where you use the tweezers to pull out the bits from the man and... The one that kept zapping me, yeah. And if you if you hit it, the little red light on his nose comes up. So that was uh, Operation in 1965. And in 1966, Matchbox finally got competition with Hot Wheels. Well, do you want to know something that no. uh, is quite interesting? So we talked about uh, G.I. Joe. Ken doll is a fashion doll, so <gasps> clearly gay. And fictional characters introduced by Mattel in 1961. As the counterpart of Barbie, who was introduced two years earlier. Yeah, so it's Ken after. Is the is from with, with Willows uh, in Wisconsin. That one that I can't pronounce. Wisconsin. That's the one. Um, similar to his female counterpart, Ken has no penis. <laughs> I think you need to stop reading there. Let's go on to 1969. <laughs> no, oh. Seriously, no, that was the one part again that was missing. <laughs> was the atomically correct. Barbie at least had the boobs. Think about it. And in 1969, the Nerf ball was introduced. <laughs> to, to, that's what got Ken's. Are you still going on with that, are you? <laughs> I am. Okay, you need to leave it alone. What? You need to make your peace with it. Okay, it's happened. I'm a gay man. That's what we were all looking for Ken to be. A man, not plastic. Nerf ball. So Nerf, I, you know, I was quite fascinated that when you? I was doing this. I thought Nerf balls were a recent thing, but so did I. But no, 1969. So that, as if you, if you, if you're not sure, maybe. they're the foam based. Maybe it's the Nerf guns that are new. The high powered ones. The ones <laughs> possibly that, the battery operated the ones. The ones that now are illegal to have here in Perth. Oh, good. Um, but Dungeons and Dragons came out in 1973 to take on the Nerf balls. 
uh, which are <laughs> you really... mean the, the people who played Dungeons and Dragons? I played Dungeons and Dragons. The people who played Dungeons and Dragons were attacked by the people who had nerf yes, balls. <laughs> absolutely, I love Dungeons and, and Dragons. And then they were attacked by the marbles. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you. Okay, no, but I do love Dungeons and Dragons. But do you know who who stood up, stood, stood up for the Dungeons and Dragons people? The slime people. From 1976. <laughs> it only took we, three are we, years. Are we creating this fictional war <laughs> of the game? Absolutely. And the slime was delicious because then, from outer space, in 1977, the action figures from the TV show or movies. movies was Star Wars. Actually, fun fact. Yes. Star Wars was originally penned to be a kid's TV show shown on Saturday mornings because they didn't With the think... Slime. Forget slime. Okay, okay, we've moved on. So, <laughs> and because they didn't think that it would be that popular. Well, I don't like really like Star Wars. I know, I'm a, but I will say this: I like Star Trek. I, I'd say I love my sci-fi. So I, I love it all. Know. I love I, Star Wars. Love Star Trek. I, what's that? Rick new, and Morty. What is that one? That the Star Wars that was a flop because there was a Star Wars that was a flop. Um, the and Star Wars holiday no. special. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a disaster. Well, that one too. But yeah. no, there was a movie. The Rise of Skywalker was the biz- biz- biggest grossing box, but it was also the biggest flop. I really liked the um, retro one they did. Yeah. And I can't remember what it was. Rogue One. I loved that. I want loved Voyager that. to come back just to update Voyager. Star Trek Voyager? Yep. Yep. Me too. Yep. Um, okay, like, so like give it some gay characters. Queer Eye for the Strike. No, uh, not Queer as Folk, Voyager Edition. Honey, they wouldn't even get out of the Delta Quadrant. No. They would literally not even... None of them would figure out that warp core. They'd just be like, can't deal with all these buttons and, be- and beeps happening. <laughs> okay, the L word, <laughs> Voyager Edition. <laughs> that sounds like something that we're not going to go on to. Yeah, that ship wouldn't Let's even leave space dock. <laughs> it would be always docked. Um, anyway. G-rated show. This is a G-rated show. I, I didn't say anything wrong. No, G-rated. 1977 also saw the creation of Blip. Blip. Uh, which was the first electronic game. Not really. It was actually a, me- a mechanical yeah, with a-, a light at the end of a mechanical arm. Yeah, so I remember this game. It was advertised as the first handheld little electronic game. And what it was, it was like, you remember that... Um, it was uh, like Snakes. No, nothing like Snakes. Oh. Um, it was like, you know, that electronic game of tennis. Yes. You know, where you, it moved back and forth. But all it was, was that the whole interior was mechanical. So this arm would just move back and forth. But to make it look as though it was electronic, they just put a little light at the end of the arm so it would just follow along the screen. So it wasn't Lovely, actually awesome. But good on them for trying. Well good, done, on good on them for doing that. But then Simon came out of the closet. Simon? Is that Simon Says? Hey, Simon, Simon no, Says, put your hands that, up. It's that round um, electronic game with the four colours and it would play a pattern and a tune and you had to... So Simon Says. Repeat... Yeah, pattern by pressing the button on the. On the I thing. swear that's how Simon Says came around because Simon Says pressed these buttons. Well, maybe that's what it was based on, but the Simon Says game that kids played was Simon Says do this, Simon Says do that, and then they mimic it. Yeah, and well, if they're given them an instruction without saying Simon Says, then they get out. But anyway, yeah, but anyway, if you get and if you get one of those colors wrong, you get out too. Moving on to talk about colors because this was a revolutionary game, and it was in the decade that I was born. The 1980s. It was the Rubik's Cube. Sorry, I wasn't pausing for dramatic effect. I just had a burp coming up. <laughs> dramatic. The Rubik's Cube is a 3D combination puzzle invented in 1974 by Hungary, Hungarian sculptor and professor of architectural, I think. Architecture. Thank you. Enro Rubik. Awesome. 
And he originally called it the Magic Cube, but the puzzle was licensed by Rubik to be sold by Ideal Toy Corp in 1980. Well, at least he licensed it. Well, yeah, clever, because it was such a popular thing. Even, But when he first uh, developed the, the Rubik's Cube, he actually was trying to figure out um, how a, uh, a design could be able to be twisted but not lose its shape. And, and what he did is he created this cube with the, all these different sides and he coloured them just to so he could follow yeah. the pattern. And then when he had twisted it and turned it and thought, well, how do I get it back? It took him a month to solve his own puzzle. Good on him. And so he realised it was quite entertaining. And last <laughs> time I was visiting my mate Will down south, yes. he showed me how to do the Rubik's Cube, but I completely forgot now. So he's going to have to show me again. Will, will you please come on and we will time you and see how... No, he's really quick. He's really quick. Is he? Yeah, really quick. That's good. So if he can do it in the, in five seconds, then we'll give him a prize. If he can't do it in five seconds, we won't give him a prize. What prize are we going to give him? I don't know. We'll figure that one out off air. The open challenge is on. Maybe we can find two people to come and do a game. Not Monopoly. Uh, not Monopoly, no. <laughs> of of uh, Rubik's Cube. Okay, now the entertainment system that would take the nation by storm, the, the Nintendo entertainment system I'm talking about, came out in 1983. Nintendo is a staple of the housing market these days with their games such as Wii Sport, Wii Tennis, Wii Olympics, and Pokemon all happening on Nintendo. Is Wii Nintendo? Yes, the Wii is Nintendo Wii. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, now they've got the Nintendo Go, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Lite, Nintendo... I love the Nintendo. Did yeah. you know, funny enough, though, they nearly went bankrupt with the, the Nintendo Wii. Did they really? They did. But Someone fact-checked me on that. All right. <laughs> Why are you saying stuff you haven't checked? No, because I know they nearly went bankrupt because right. of one of them. So let me just quickly check. But, you know, just before the Nintendo went out, in 1981, we got Trivial Pursuit. That's not on my list. No, I know. That's on the list that I sent you, which you're not... You're refusing to read. <laughs> but Trivial Pursuit came out and it was created when two Canadian news editors found pieces of their Scabble game missing. So what they decided to do was make their own game. Uh, and so with the help of uh, John Henry and Ed Werner, they came up with this completely new concept uh, of Trivial Pursuit. So I quite enjoy Trivial Pursuit and I always play that with my friend Will because he's pretty clever. And then, yeah, no, with the Nintendo stuff, you know that they made up Mario by accident? What they were trying to do was get licensing to use Popeye and some of the images from the Popeye cartoons, but they weren't able to. So instead, Nintendo created that Bluto-like character. Do you, I don't know if you remember Bluto. He was like the uh, Popeye's rival, you know, the big burly person. Um, and so they made that uh, a Bluto-like character, which was turned into Donkey Kong. Uh, and then Popeye, their version of it, turned into Jumpman. Um, but then when they uh, were in America, when the game hit America, the Nintendo team changed Jumpman's name to Mario, as in Super Mario, because it was the name of the company's um, warehouse landlord at the time. So, I did actually just fact-check myself, and apparently uh, I am wrong. Uh, they do do have... And so the, they did lose $15 million a month for 83 years uh, to go completely bankrupt. Um, but I will say this, that Nintendo, according to uh, the people, the, the Wii, did not, Wii U did not sell well. But they were selling the 3DS at the same time. Oh, okay. So they were able to offset the offset losses. The loss. oh. I will say this though, a fun fact, if you're looking to get Nintendo shares... Uh, they have, according to um, macro 
Axis, which is a analytics of a, if companies will go belly up or not, they have a 35% chance of going bankrupt. Oh, there you go. So if you're planning on investing, check out that website to make sure you're not in the process of losing the money or check your Magic 8 ball. Maybe not to check the Magic 8 ball. All right, we're not giving financial advice. No. This, this is, is not a show about financial advice. This is all about entertainment. Entertainment only. Entertainment only. But I would say that... Uh, it's good. Look, if this website's correct, there's good time to research. Go and speak to a financial advisor. Do you think Nintendo is actually? I wouldn't invest in Nintendo to tell you the honest truth. Oh, okay, all right. You know I who don't, I, I don't play. You know who games, I would so mostly sure. invest in if I was to play. So this is the thing: electronic games have actually changed these days. You don't need a PS Five. You don't need a Xbox. You don't need a Nintendo. You've got your mobile phone. So yeah. a lot of the smaller uh, manufacturers. Such as like Epic Games, um, Rovio, Rovia, or how you pronounce it, the the Angry Birds, oh, okay. um, Candy Crush, all that kind of stuff. You must like invest in those game makers because at the end of the day, they're not making hardware, which means their cost is most probably going to be a little bit cheaper, and they can put ads in it. Oh, okay. All anyway, right. that's there my. I do still play Candy Crush. Oh, see, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I only, I only play one game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, 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 I used to play you, two no, no. until I got violent with my keyboard. You play pin the tail on the donkey. I don't. Really? I used to play Doom. Oh, okay. And then I got really angry and I broke my keyboard because I was so angry with it. Um, Why? No, because it was really frustrating because my, my computer wasn't going fast enough for me to keep up. So when I when I lost, I sort of just really treated the keyboard uh, brutally. That's okay. That's That happens. So... Anyway, so... Let's keep After going. Nintendo, yeah, we had in 1984 Tetris, yes. which was created by a software engineer, Alexei uh, uh, Pajinov. Uh, great man, great man. Yeah, look, I still love playing Tetris. I just hope that he's not on the, one of those watch lists. I hope so too, because it has sold 202 million copies. Really? Yeah, and approximately 70 million physical units and 132 million paid mobile game downloads. So making it one of the best-selling video game franchises of all time. I don't, I just can't believe that first number is kind of, wow, I just... Well, you know, it's been around since uh, 1984. Yeah, I know, but I was expected to be higher. Oh, you wanted it more. But you know something? Guess what a game outranks them all? <gasps> Minecraft. Oh. I loved Minecraft. I love the earlier versions. I like yeah. the I like the standalone ones. I don't like the ones where you have to pay monthly subscriptions. <laughs> that's the way the world's going. Yeah, I don't. We're that's why I don't play. We're this soon games. gonna have to play pay a monthly subscription for Air. I'm not doing that. Did you? See, okay. Side note again, in the US they have now uh, the FDA has approved synaptics that go on humans' brains for trial. So we're gonna have computers in our heads soon. Thank you, Elon Musk. Oh, there we well, a few episodes ago, you were saying you wanted that. Yeah, but only, and look, now that I have actually had time to think about <laughs> it, and I, I think this could be you. We worry about no. Let's look at I this. I welcome our large corporate overlords. <laughs> <laughs> let's look at this for a second. We've had a coronavirus, right. which has had a pandemic around the world, and that was done by a lab in in China, most oh, likely. Hold on, no. Most likely. No. Hang on, hang on, hang There's on. There's no evidence of that. <laughs> Most likely, I there's said, no evidence of in that. In my opinion, that's where it happened. There's in still China. no evidence of it. <laughs> but now we're going to say, oh, just download an app on your brain, and you can get a virus. <laughs> Synaptics. So we're not going to be putting computers in our brains. No, I say no to that. Mind you, there are some people I think who could benefit from it. <laughs> oh, so really? in 1985, Pictionary hit the shelves. 
So this was originally created by Western Publishing. Yes, Donald Trump. And <laughs> what? Don- Sorry, and Hasbro I was say, purchased I was... the rights in 1994. Who? Bef- Hasbro. Yeah, for Pictionary. Who? Pictionary. Cool. Did you ever play Pictionary? It's now owned by Mattel. What, what, I so love Hasbro sold, sold it. Yeah, once why they made they enough s- money out of it, then they sold they it to Mattel. It? Why did they sell it? Was it not that profitable for them? I thought it was. I, I've got a copy of it at home. I love Pictionary. I don't think it's that popular. I used to love playing it. Well, but in 1986, we saw Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you remember the craze, the fad oh. that happened. People were beating each other up in the shop. $250,000 for a cabbage, pitch, a cabbage Patch Sorry, a Cabbage Patch Kid original. Yeah, I wouldn't be paying that much. Well, people are. Now, but we are yeah, running out of time. We've got five minutes. So, right, where do we so, want to go to? Because so, we've got... So, we're almost finished with this. Let's go. So, let's... let's some of the through. big ones in the last 20 odd years. Cush balls. So, Cush balls in 1987, which were used to help kids exercise and develop their the motor skills. That, was that the one that where the, the tennis... Like, there's a pole in the ground and you... I don't know. I didn't play with Cush balls. Okay, let me Google it while you keep going. All right, so in 1993, we saw the introduction of Beanie Babies. So I don't, I, I also didn't buy any of those. Oh. Although someone did give me a Beanie Baby, so I, and I still have it. That's a kosh ball. Oh, is that what it is? That's a kosh ball. That's, it's like the, it's like, it's the, like a it's rubbery like, ping yeah. pong version of a ball. Not ping it's pong. Like uh, the, the happy sacks. Pom pom. Yes, pom pom version of a ball. You can actually make them. In 1996, we saw Tickle Me Elmo hit this. I'm hit surprised the that, for that, that Tickle Me Elmo. Actually, no, hang on. No, I think your dates might be wrong, unless I can't see. But Furby, 1989? Yes, there was... So Furby came before Tickle Me Elmo? Or was that a misprint? Is it meant it to be 1999? Okay. Yeah, it should be 1999. So, and then in 2000, we got Tamagotchis. I love my Tamagotchi. Yeah, I people, were, oh, people were having car accidents because they were too busy feeding their Tamagotchi rather than driving. So, uh, so here's the interesting thing. So, it was not 1999. Oh. It was not 1989. It was 19, uh, sorry, 1998. For the Tickle Me Elmo. For the Furby. Now, it was originally released by Tiger Electronics. Oh, so that's where... And it, it was bought by Hasbro the same year that it came out. The Furby. So the Furby was actually discontinued in 2018. I never owned a Furby. It was because it was creepy. You could yeah, have I think it was to cre- each other. Yeah, no, I don't think I wanted one. But Tamagotchis came out in 2000. Yeah. The Y2K bug was also a big problem then. Did you fill up your bathroom with, uh, with water? No. My foster parents did when it came to that 1999. They filled their bathtub full of water because they thought that they wouldn't get water. Oh, really? Because of the Y2K bug. Oh, they were worried they were going to run out of water. Well, no, they were worried about all the pump stopping and all the... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. The, the, the water yeah. Wow. What were they planning on doing with all that water in the bathtub? Did they have, like, straws? I don't know. And little umbrellas and all little fruit? All I can say is I'm glad that it, nothing bad happened. Yeah, that's there was a Microsoft bug that had to be fixed before the Y2K, though. Otherwise, it would have caused My it. printer stopped working. Yeah. Yeah, my so I, I was a victim of the Y2K bug. Oh, so only some things broke. Yeah. Well, the whole point of this is this is what always makes me laugh when people go, "Do you remember that whole scare thing about the Y2K bug?" And you know, for years beforehand, they spent millions of dollars fixing everything so it wouldn't happen. And then when the 2000 came along, nothing happened. And you're like, because I spent millions. Th- of dollars. That's what they were doing. What do you think they were spending millions of dollars on? Yeah. Now, we are running out of time. We've got one minute left, but we might... Oh, I don't want to rush it because... Okay, all right, 2000. So, we also saw the Razor scooter. 
Uh, and I don't really. I just five, that five million units were sold. Who cares? Yeah, and then there was the Blitz dolls. I didn't care about them because what they. What Blitz got? Well, you know, they were sort of like the not the big boogly eye things. I don't know what they were. They, they were they were sort of like those stylized oh, girls yeah. with the attitude dolls sort of thing. Oh, I know which one. I'm sure they were very. Yeah, pop- well, they were very popular. They made on the list. Then in 2011, we had air swimmers. I thought these were fascinating. So these were these. Um, helium field animals that had like little... And you know something? They were very harmful for the environment. Yeah, no, they were. So. Absolutely. So I'm glad they're gone. And then, of course, in 2017, which the last big thing, which was the fidget spinners. Well, see, I'm surprised you haven't put one on here. I know that these are physical toys. There were so many. Physical there were so toys. many toys and games to go but, through. Uh, we should do... Like, this is the interesting because... I would also say the next big game, and now it's we did Nintendo's on here, so I guess this is technically classified. We're talking about Farmville. We're talking about that was a huge game on on Facebook, and, and that's the thing. So I had to sort of start deciding where am I going to draw the line? Am I going to am I just going to list everything that sold well, or and so I sort of went okay if it was an electronic um, sort of console game, you know, it was just the first one or yeah. the biggest one or the you know. But before we finish up. You know, TikTok, 25 I know, seconds. I know, I know. So, there's a lot of traditional Aboriginal games that... Oh, well, no, and now we've got all the time in the world. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, we, we often forget that, um, you know, the oldest culture in Australia actually had a lot of games themselves. So, I made a list of games which I sent through to you. Yes, Derek, we, we, before, because we are over time and I, I, I just want to quickly pause you <laughs> and I want to quickly have a... Have, so how many, roughly... I'll go through just a couple. Because I, I was actually thinking maybe we should do a Aboriginal episode and we could put it in a full episode of Aboriginal culture and games and, and things like that. We, we would need someone to represent the... Aboriginal the, people. Yeah, so. because I don't think we could do it justice. Well, I think we need to do some research and get some yeah, people out there. But I would highly recommend everyone check out www.creativespirits.info. Um, backslash Aboriginal culture. Awesome. They've got all sorts of stuff on the actual culture, the sports, the games, uh, lifestyle, everything. So um, I would highly recommend it. But they're, they're, a lot of the Indigenous games were based around skill development as well. Uh, Something that the white people never worried about was skill development. Barbie, what no. skill did she teach you? She taught you not to think. Yes. <laughs> and all okay. you have to do is look pretty. And now, look at how everybody thinks. <laughs> all we do is to focus on what's pretty. It doesn't matter if there's substance. It's what's more important is how good do they look. Absolutely. That's me being narky and sarcastic. I know. Well, let's... let's okay, give us some... All right, so just a, just a couple of examples. So, well, um, when I say quick, take your time because it's Aboriginal culture. So there was... Uh, now, this one um, is... Uh, and you have to forgive my pronunciation... Um, but, we apologise uh, to the people of this world. Yeah, but uh, Berberda, um, which is a game about comeback boomerang throwing. Oh, so, so basically, throwing. Yeah, yeah, but what yeah. they would do is when they when it comes back, they'll catch it. No, no, it's which returns closest wins. Oh, so which one hits you? <laughs> do, am I standing there when it comes back, or am I moving? Yeah, but I think what the the purpose of it is is to see when you throw it. How accurately you can throw it so it returns closest to you without having to run I, to I get will it. Say, I will say one thing about boomerangs. Did you get hit by a boomerang? No, I did not get hit by a boomerang. I, I always had to fetch my boomerang. It were never you, came were you, back. Were you just throwing a stick? No, I was. Lived, I went. No, seriously. All right. So I you went, actually had I a went, proper boomerang. I went to the. Well, my, it wasn't me. It was my foster mother that went to the, uh, the Australia shop. Yeah. Brought a boomerang, which mostly wasn't up to standard. 
and then we throw it. Like they had plastic ones, they had metal, uh, they not metal ones, plastic ones and wood ones. The plastic ones you would just throw, and they would just go a few meters and fall down. Right. The wood ones would go and just fall down. So I was never good at it. I think that there was a technique issue. I think so too. Mind you, I never saw the actual boomerang, but then I'm not an expert on boomerangs. But was there again about spear throwing? Well, there were a few, but I didn't write those ones down. Oh, damn. Because there were quite a lot. So I only just took a sample of them. Um, but there's a uh, another one um, called Gori or uh, Wangula, which is uh, – and, and this uh, is a game has a historical reference to hunting wildlife and helping children learn accuracy of the iron speed of the of casting of a spear. So this one is a spear one. So awesome. We love spears. Yeah, so improving physical fitness and focus. Um, this is where and this And this, this one was common in Western Australia and Victoria. So, uh, Can I just say with that one, why don't we get kids doing that today? I don't know why. Some of these games sound like a lot of fun. And, and some no, of them I can even tell you why, because they'll mostly stab each other in the head. No, don't, you yeah, wouldn't yeah, use real spears. You can use modified Actually, things. Actually, they do modify. They, they could train them for javelin for the Olympics in twenty thirty two. Yeah, but what they could do, right? Yes. Um, you see, and, and in fact, some of them already did because there were little YouTube videos yes. uh, of them, and they had modified some of the of the the game, so it could be played by people who you know, so yep, they would so injure, themselves. injure themselves. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and you know, and these kids were having great fun. And what I really liked about a lot of these games were they they weren't actually. Um, not all of them, uh, the majority of them. of them, were not actual just competitive, as in awesome. I've got to win, you've got to lose. They were more cooperative. So the more we both achieve, the better our outcome is. But, okay, that's great in theory, but there's always one winner and one loser, let's be honest there, because that's no, the way not the if, world Not works. if your aim is to survive. Like, if your aim is to get everyone in your the community... No, if your aim is to get everyone in the, the community... Listen, if everything, if your aim is to get everyone in the community to survive by being, you know, they better hunter-gatherers... <laughs> Okay, oh, <laughs> let's let's we do have to wrap it up there because we are over time. But last one, Wagu Wagu. Um, it's a popular hide and seek game, also, oh, which was also known to Aboriginal people. That is very hard to do in the desert. Hide and seek. Oh yeah, no. Have you ever played Spotlight? If you did it at night, yeah. But we're talking. Uh, well, hopefully not at night time. A dingo might steal my baby. I don't think you're taking this seriously. I am taking this as much seriously as I can. www.creativespirits.info uh, backslash Aboriginal culture. And please, if you do want to check out, there's another one that I can't think of their name at the moment, but we will put the link on our Facebook page so that you can find all the Aboriginal uh, games that are out there. And if you are a first person, first world what was it First called? Nation. First Nation person. Uh, contact the station and let us know that you would like to come, become on we as a guest. We would love to have you on the because show. Because we would love to do some actual activities that and learn and share your stories with our listeners. This has been Soundbite for another week. Toys Part 2 is in the can. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Don't sing. We will see you next week. Don't forget to listen to all the podcasts and rewind to the working one because that's been fixed now. Yeah. Uh, we are nearly. We know, are over time. You know, hang on. Before you know, one thing that I have realised with this show. What's what now? After we've done what nearly forty season episodes. One, season one was six episodes. Eight, sorry, eight episodes. Yeah, we only this, started it. In this had has had fourteen episodes, and a season's only meant to be eight. I know. So we've kind of actually gone over a season already. Yeah. So next week we're going to kick off season three. Wow, okay. So we're ending season two here on Toys 2 and we are going That's to... 
that's, that's a real pity in timing because next week's episode is all about the end of everything. Oh, okay. No, I'll tell you what. I retract that <laughs> So that one will be the, that'll that be the be cliffhanger. The we'll, we'll and we'll be starting season three on Friday the 13th. <laughs> and Friday the 13th. So join us for another season in two weeks' time, but next week we'll be ending the world. <laughs> And everything else. And everything else. I've been Russell. And I'm still Peter. And we will see you next week right here on DRM1 United. And bye. Bye-bye.